Hi, my name is Ellie, and welcome back to another episode of In the Highs, In the Lows. I am so glad you're here and listening to this episode where we can explore God's Word together. I really hope you also crack open that Bible so we can read through the scripture together, unless, of course, you're driving. Then do it once you get there. Enjoy! episode of in the highs in the lows i'm so glad you're here i hope you enjoyed the new intro which i now heard and don't like it as much as i did when i record it but it's fine Alrighty, hi go ahead and introduce yourselves what's up guys i'm Corey. i'm jordan okay uh to start off can we have a fun fact from both of you we're engaged oh yeah we are that engaged. only counts for one of you though. that's yeah my fun fact was that i can tie a cherry stem with my tongue oh okay uh, yeah, yeah, not, <laughs> with two very them. very different directions there yeah. that's all you know both of them are tying the knot in one way, so. Um, <laughs> that was awful, though. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, cool. Um, would you like to open up for us with some yeah. scripture and stuff? Yeah, so I'd like to just talk about worship today and uh, the overall aspect of what worship is and how it applies to us in our daily walk as Christians. Um, <clears throat> so the, the driving verse that I kind of you know, developed this kind of little – sermonette on is uh, Matthew 15 verses 8 and 9 where Jesus says these people honor me with their lips but their heart is far from me in vain do they worship me so I think it's the biggest the biggest thing when we talk about worship in terms of worship as a Christian corporate worship whatever you want um, we have to distinguish what is true worship um, and in that, you have to realize that there are two different types of worship, um, two inerrant worship lifestyles that we live as Christians. Um, one is the physical side of worship, being the hands and feet of Christ, and the other is the spiritual side of worship, um, developing our heart posture towards God and towards the kingdom. Now, this can be very dangerous because um, the external side of worship can lead to a false sense of worship. Um, starting off, worship is anything that you set your mind to, that you develop your life around, that you give 100, 110% of your dedication. So it's, it's vital that we realize what we are worshiping first and foremost. Because if we're doing this out of an external sense of doing good works out of obligation, uh, for example, you go to church and you serve on the coffee team or, or whatever you serve at church. And like, even for me as the worship pastor, like you go and you serve because you have to. That's not a, a correct heart posture for worship. Whereas on the flip side, the internal, the spiritual side of things, if you're fixing your heart posture towards God and towards the kingdom, that will produce obedience and that will produce correct um, orthodoxy, orthopraxy, right worship. Um, you got anything about that? No. Yeah. Do you want to define heart posture? Because that's a pretty Christian-y term, but I feel like we throw it away with that, throw it around, not away, um, <laughs> without fully understanding what it means. Um, like, I, like I said, heart posture um, essentially is dedicating your life. Uh, to something. So if your heart posture was revolved around sports, then you're going to be 100% of the time talking about sports, talking about 
um, you know, who, who the best team is in whatever category. If your heart posture revolves around music, you're gonna do the same thing. Like, oh, I love this band more than this band. But if our heart posture is focused and honed in on Jesus Christ, that will produce uh, the correct way our hearts are called to be in worship and in adoration in Christ. So that's what I mean when I say heart posture. What is your heart? What is your mind? What is it fixated on uh, in the majority of your time in your day-to-day life? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's just important to, to make sure as Christians we focus and worship the correct thing. And we worship because Christ came, Christ died, and Christ rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, without that, our faith will be in vain, as Paul says. Um, so that's just a little bit of a kind of an intro when it comes to worship and like the the, the way we worship and why we worship and, and the ultimate goal of worship is ultimately to just grow in unison with Christ and grow in community with one another so that we can make heaven crowded, right? And that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the big thing for me. Yeah, I think that's really good. And I think um, looking, I'm open to Exodus 32 right now, which is a golden calf when the Israelites get bored of waiting on Moses while Moses um, is getting the laws and like the rules they should live for, the good rules they should follow. They get bored, so they create the golden calf and they all worship him. And we think, we look at that story and we're like, well, we don't have idols today. Like, I'm not going to get bored of God and then go make a golden calf in my dorm because I'm bored. Right. Which is true. You're, you're probably not going to do that. Like, <laughs> Correct. There's not going to be golden calf in your dorm, I'm assuming. But uh, looking at this, like if we think about that heart posture mindset, like it's not about whether or not we have a golden calf in our dorm. It's whether or not we have one in our heart. Like, Are we pursuing Jesus with all we have? Or are we pursuing literally anything else? Right. And I think it's this idea that anything can be an idol. Because a golden calf can also just be a gold calf that's not an idol. It's just mm-hmm. a picture of a cow. Like... <laughs> That's what it is at the end of the day. It's when you choose to worship it that it has any power over you. So in your day-to-day life, what does that look like? Like for me, I can say my phone, It sure, it's just a phone. But when I give it any power over me, it becomes so much more than that. And that's when my heart posture changes from aligning with Jesus to aligning with, oh, well, I could spend time in my words tonight, but I could scroll for another half hour and then another hour and then go to bed at 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my options yeah. right now. So yeah. yeah, There's a lot. There's a lot like a deeper connotation too because – that, that surface level like yeah we we can worship our phones we can worship that but like even for me like when i'm writing songs i tend like even though i'm writing songs about jesus i'm i'm more focused on me writing the song mm-hmm. than i am about writing the song about who i'm writing it about you know mm-hmm. it's like i look at it more like oh i get to write this song not i'm writing the song about jesus mm-hmm. so that leads me to believe when i put that as an idol in my life songwriting over christ it's like okay now now i'm participating in idolatry i'm i'm putting things above christ and um and then christ outlines what the true worshiper will do in their lives in john chapter 4 uh, verses 23 and 24 jesus said the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such people to worship him God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So like I said, it all comes back to your to your inner being, like your inner spirit. Like you're, you're either completely indwelt by the spirit, so you're going to completely chase after him and worship him, or you will be indwelt by other things, and that will fog up your brain, fog up your mind to put Christ in the backbone and put whatever you're trying to do in your life, whether that's writing music, whether that's scrolling through Instagram, whether that's um, 
sometimes even preparing a sermon, we can get so caught up in ourselves that we lose focus of what is most important. That's the cross of Christ, and that's the eternal life that we have through him. And so having that fixation on worshiping the triune God um, in spirit and in truth, as, as Jesus states there in John 4, uh, we will correctly know what to do and, and then produce that, um, like the good works in the spirit, you know, in our faith. So that's kind of what I'm getting at with that. Mm-hmm. I also love, like, looking at the context of this verse, like, it's Jesus and the woman of Samaria, the woman who had five wives. If you haven't read it, I would recommend reading this. In fact, I would recommend reading all of the scripture that we cover. Um, I like to say our little motto that I made up myself is um, crack open your Bible and read it unless you're driving then wait till you get there <laughs> um, but then also open it I'm not saying don't open it I'm just saying don't open it while you're driving but um, what I really like is it's Jesus talking to this woman of Samaria he is calling out things about her life and there's no reason he should know and then she's like why should I believe you like why she started talking about worship and she's like you believe that worshiping in Jerusalem is the number one place we disagree with that Mm -hmm. because they're different cultures but same God sort of it's kind of a complex relationship going on but then he says whoa whoa, whoa." like worship is like that but time is coming when you can just worship whenever and I think Mm -hmm. we can apply that to to our lives in a way that like we think worship happens in a church building we think worship happens when somebody has a guitar and when people are singing, it's that's not what worship is. That worship is an actual heart posture that you are living out in your day to day life about how you can continually pursuing, be pursuing and showing Jesus throughout your life, and how you can be glory, glorifying Him in everything that you do. So I think this is so good because it's like there we're not living in that time anymore. We're not living in the time where you have to be in a church, where you have to be in Jerusalem or whatever it is to worship Jesus. You get to worship Jesus in your day to day. But then the further question from that is, are you worshiping Jesus in your day-to-day? Right. And that's something that Jordan, Jordan and I actually have struggled with um, in, the yeah. past, in the past year or so. Um, when we're up there on stage singing, we think that that's worship. You know, like, oh, what are you singing for worship this week? What you, and that's the umbrella term, and I get it. But at the end of the day, worship isn't playing music. You know, worship isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the music and the sound and oh this song is really good it's really powerful now while all those things are very good and beneficial and um, beneficial to the faith it's not um, a necessity that saves the necessity that saves is our heart posture towards Jesus Christ Um, not the not the chords that we play on Sunday morning or how good we sing or if we're singing on key or anything like that Um, whatever it is our main goal is to exhibit Christ through whatever we do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the biggest, because that's that's a big misconception in today's society with worship music. I mean, worship music, don't get me wrong, is amazing. I love worship mm-hmm. music, love a lot of the mainstream people. Um, I'm even in a worship band. So like, I, I love the aspect of worship music, but worship music in and of itself is not enough. Mm-hmm. Worship is your entire life, like what you were saying. Yeah. So, do you have anything for that? Um, I think with me personally, the way that I worship the most is through music. And um, having that, like, feeling closest to God is through, like, singing. But then, whenever I'm up on stage, I make sure that... um, Well, here, I'll say this instead. I get very nervous whenever Mm -hmm. I'm up on stage because I want to be perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't want to mess up, and I don't want to, like, disappoint myself. And I think that that kind of has recently made me change the way that I see um, 
worship instead of it being um, just about my relationship with God and doing it for mm-hmm. Him rather than just the messing up and needing to be perfect because mm-hmm. then it's just I'm trying to please myself rather than do it for Him. And you're trying, yeah. to, and you're, you're trying to please other people and right. I struggle with that too. It's just like, okay, are people going to like the songs I choose this week? Yeah. Are people going to like the way that I play this chord? Are people going to, mm-hmm. you know, are they going to feel connected with worship? In reality, it's like our job as worship people um, as followers of Christ, no matter if that's playing or singing on stage or whether that's passing out communion. We're all worshipers and our job is to point people to Christ, period, rather than ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, and then the biggest thing that, I, that I've got is Romans 12. Uh, Paul, Paul talks a lot about worship and the heart posture. Um, it's kind of, kind of a discrepancy that people might see between James and Paul. Uh, James kind of has this idea uh, James, the brother of Jesus, has this idea that faith without works is dead, and Paul kind of, kind of seems to kind of disagree with that. Um, although good faith produces good works, and this is on the third. But what Paul is essentially saying in Romans twelve, Romans twelve one, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable, which is your spiritual service of worship. So all of our body, all of our bodily life done in love for other people and in reliance upon God, display the worth of God above all things and make us worshipers in our daily life. Mm-hmm. So what Paul is saying there, that, that is the ultimate reality. The ultimate reality is, like he says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. That is first and foremost. Holy and acceptable doesn't mean perfect. Holy and acceptable means the correct heart posture uh, to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Our spiritual service, our works that James brings up, that's our spiritual service. Our service to God is orthodoxy and orthopraxy, right belief and right practice. When we put that in our hearts, then we know where we're at. And we know the, the end goal is to exhibit Christ in all things. And that's what Paul is getting at there in Romans 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's so, it's just such a beautiful verse because it's like, it like you were saying, it doesn't say you're perfect, it says you're a living sacrifice. Right. So are you, like going back to what you're saying about being, mm-hmm. I'm putting a Jordan, you can't see that because it's a podcast, <laughs> but um, going back to what you're saying about like being on stage, I don't sing. For the life of me, I'm a horrible singer. Um, but I have preached before and you have to go up there and you have to say things that you know people aren't necessarily going to disagree with because it's like you don't want to be chewed out the minute you walk off the stage but also like you have to be completely true with what the bible says and it's like ah right but it's like at the end of the day you don't have to be perfect you have to go up there and be a living sacrifice and let god speak through you and the same thing with worship at the end of the day you don't have to be perfect you have to go up there and you have to be a living sacrifice and let god sing through you like and i think that's so beautiful because it's like all this time we're aiming towards perfect because we see jesus as perfect and we assume that that's where we're aiming to and jesus is like no 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 you're not aiming towards perfect. You're aiming towards submission. I've already had, I already like fixed perfect for you. We've already checked that box. You just have to submit to me and you won't have to worry anymore about being perfect. I think that's so beautiful because in worship, like how often are we standing there and we're being a living sacrifice and also like going to like traditional worship with music, like in church, are you standing there awkwardly because you're afraid to submit any mm-hmm. of what you're doing to God? So whether that means getting on your knees, raising a hand, 
And don't get me wrong, that might not be how you connect with Jesus at all. Mm-hmm. That might be like you look at people and you're like, well, I'm glad they're connecting with Jesus, but I could never connect to Jesus that way. But if you're not willing to be a living sacrifice there, where are you going to be willing to be a living sacrifice if not in the church? Right. Amen. That's good. Amen. Yeah, it's, because it's progressively more hard, like a lot harder for even a believer to, to become a living sacrifice outside of that community. Mm-hmm. It's like if you, if you go in the spot, I'm guilty of this too. Like I work with a bunch of people who are not Christians. And when I go to work, I'm not, the first thing in my mind is not being a living sacrifice. The first thing in my mind is, you know, talking to those guys about what they have for lunch or whatever. And that's just things that we can all do better. We can all exhibit better worship through our daily lives, not mm-hmm. just going to church, but through our daily interactions with, with X, Y, and Z. You know, you go to the mall and you see these people and you might see someone, um, someone who's sitting there may look like they're having a bad day. And that's, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that that's God saying, hey, um, help that person out. Give that person some love and some and some clarity on, on, on what it is like to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, for example, a few weeks ago, I went up to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was in the hospital, and there was this homeless man on the side of the road. And I'm, I'm particularly uh, kind of... Cool. Kind of skeptical, yeah, about some people like that. You know, some people are just sitting on the side of the road, like use the money for for bad things or whatever. But this guy, like, I I just felt the call, like, it's so it was so unreal. Like, I'm sitting there in my car, and this guy, his sign just said he needed something to eat and water, and I had a pack of um like a granola bars or like a mm-hmm. a pack of peanuts or something, and I had a a brand new water bottle, and I gave him the water bottle and I gave him the peanuts and leaving from that I was like alright God thanks for using me like that that was like it wasn't anything I like I didn't do that God used me um, to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to exhibit correct worship like that was an act of worship that I that I gave uh, what was given to me mm-hmm. and that's what it all that's what it was we have to go and give the mm-hmm. good message of the gospel and that's what worship is guys and that's that's where I'm at so mm-hmm. thoughts on that Mm-hmm. Um, I just love this idea like in that circumstance it was exactly that of submitting like and it's not that you planned ahead and you were like well I need this many things of food and this many water bottles in case I run into a bunch of homeless people but it's like no God put you in that circumstance and God gave you what you needed and all you did was submit mm-hmm. God did everything else and I think that that's such a beautiful picture for our overall lives because we freak out and we're like well I'm not going to be prepared the Lord's going to use me but like what if he puts me in a situation where I don't know what to say calm down you're a living sacrifice be a sacrifice submit submit to what god says submit to what the bible says submit to the spiritual disciplines that you're called to do and he will put you in the circumstance you're supposed to be in with the things you're supposed to have yeah. um and i think that we like me myself like i will freak out if i'm so i share the gospel pretty frequently i one of the most important things to me clearly i have a podcast on spotify where i just go <laughs> talk about it but if you make me walk up to a stranger and tell them about Jesus, I will start freaking out because I will be convinced they're going to start theologically debating me and I'm not going to be prepared and I'm going to freak out. Yeah. But like looking at the scripture, it's like, no, 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 like calm down, submit, and he'll put you where you're going to be with the things you're going to need, mm-hmm. which I think is a gorgeous idea. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I guess in summary for me, uh, the inner essence is what I wrote down. The inner essence of worship is to know God truly and then respond from the heart to that knowledge by valuing God 
treasuring God, enjoying God, being satisfied with God above all earthly things. And then that deep, restful satisfaction in God will overflow in your heart and demonstrate act of praise from the lips and demonstrate acts of love and serving others um, in the same way that Christ serves his church. So ultimately, uh, it's not about where you're at. It's about who's inside of you and where you're going. It's not about the position that you're in, uh, but it's about being in that position, what you can do. Not exactly where you're at, but where you're going to be through uh, the correct heart posture and through actively submitting and worshiping fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think highlighting, um, I have his notes pulled up, but um, being satisfied with God above all earthly things is a very true statement and also one of the hardest statements I've ever heard. Um, and I think like learning to do that, I, I don't think I could, I don't know if I'll ever be able to say I'm fully satisfied with God above all earthly things. And I'm, I do believe I'm satisfied with God. I do believe I know Jesus, all of these things, but learning to have God above all earthly things and satisfied with it is a difficult, difficult thing. And I think once again, that goes back to that heart posture. Like, are you like spiritual disciplines is so important. And I think that that's a part of worship as well. But it's like, are you in prayer? And I'm not talking like, dear Jesus, thank you so much for this day. I pray that we all have a good day tomorrow. Amen. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like actually in prayer, in relationship, in conversation with God. Because you're not going to be able to be satisfied in somebody that you don't know. Um, And then are you reading your Bible? Because once again, you're not going to be able to be satisfied in somebody you don't know. I'm not going to be, I'm satisfied in like TikTok and scrolling on my phone because I do it for hours every day. I'm only going to be satisfied in God if I'm in prayer and reading my Bible and in worship for hours a day. That's how I become satisfied with something. Um, it's like somebody gives you a plate of food and you only eat half of it and then for some reason you're not sat- satisfied. Yeah. Like, no, duh, you're not satisfied. You didn't eat the whole meal. Yeah. So learning, like, it, finding somewhere in yourself you realize it's worth um, the spiritual disciplines and putting yourself, like, through these spiritual disciplines that you are satisfied in God because he literally died for you. Mm-hmm. Like, he saw you knowing that you'd struggle with this and died for you and then you are choosing to not mm-hmm. do everything you can to be satisfied by him. And I think also we assume that the minute you meet Jesus, you're going to be fully satisfied in God above every other thing. That is not true. I think that is something we lie ourselves, maybe for like five minutes after you meet Jesus, but those five minutes don't last very long. Mm -hmm. Um, So after that, what does it look like? What does your relationship with Jesus look like? If you're listening and you just met Jesus two weeks ago or however long ago, what have you done since then to pursue Jesus? Have you been like, oh yeah, I met Jesus. My life is awesome now. Like I'm never going to struggle again. Because then I can tell you've never opened your Bible. Um, it's so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Assurance of salvation isn't a one and done process. It's an ongoing. Uh, um, it's called sanctification. That's the process of becoming mm-hmm. more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And so the Christian life is revolved around revolved around that sanctification process. Mm-hmm. And so you can't be you can't be half in when it comes to worshiping the God that created everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be you have to be all in, or else, or else you won't get you won't get anywhere. Uh, close to um becoming mature becoming more and dwell with the spiritual disciplines and fruits of the spirit uh this that and the third when you accept christ as your savior that's not a get out of hell free card that is a i have a savior that loved me so much to die for me so let me live for that mm-hmm. yeah and i think that like when you get closer to having god being satisfied satisfied in god above all earthly things 
Um, that's when you start to realize that you're following Jesus, not because you don't want to go to hell. You're following Jesus because you need a savior here on earth. Um, yeah. And I think that's really good. Okay. Any final points by either of y'all? No, I mean, worship is, worship is a lifestyle. So live it out in the, in, in the hopes that Christ will, um, be seated on the right uh, hand of the father and on your behalf, say that you are his child. Um, worship because he died for you and worship because uh, there's no other way to, to sustain happiness, to sustain ultimate joy and reality other than putting your entire life uh, for Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Um, if you don't already follow our Instagram at in the highs, dot in the lows, our TikTok is the same thing, but um, because it's been talked to us so much, so don't spend hours scrolling on it. Spend like 10 minutes scrolling on it. Um, yes, highly recommend you go check that out. Every episode that comes out, we announce it. Um, and then all of our like series coming up. We have a series coming up in Luke that starts next week. Um, our next guest is London. I already recorded that episode with her. It's a very fun episode. I very much enjoyed it. Um, but I highly recommend you go check all that out so you get all the updates. We also have merch. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Yes. Um, and if you buy that merch, all the profits made for this month is going towards a Walk for Life program that we're doing at my church. Um, and that's really, really good. And I'm really excited about that. So I highly recommend you go check that out. Um, yeah, that's all stuff. Okay. Bye-bye.